0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: Twitter at Gordon Damer at hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Before we get back to the calls, Gordon, I just got to say this: uh, it's halftime of the Knicks game. Julius Randle is making a concerted effort to try to get other people involved. He's not mm-hmm. trying to pound the ball. He's done yep. a nice job passing the ball. Found Grimes open on the nice three uh, to end the end the first half. But Gordon, he's got he's got six turnovers, five or six turnovers. Yeah. See, that's what drives you crazy about him. You you love that he wants to do other things to get people involved because he you know he commands a double team, but he's just so careless and reckless with the ball.
0: Well, I, and it does seem like he's it's never been he's been quick making decisions, but it feels like he's a step slower this year than he has been in, in the past as well. Now, he does have, uh, what, five assists? Five assists. In the five first assists. Half, but, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's too many turnovers. And, and at this point, really shouldn't be handling the ball as much as he is.
1: No. Get it and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's what he should be able to do. Let's head back to the phones. one eight hundred nine 919 Let's talk to John in South Florida. What's up, John?
2: Yeah, gentlemen, uh, the Dolphin fans down here, are are laughing. This was so easy. Uh, that last drive, where they took nine minutes uh, just to milk the clock, they could have easily put up 40, 45 points today. Uh, at least forty uh, points on the Dolphins. I mean, on the Jets, uh, they could have easily put up forty points. And and what Neil, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, standing on the sideline doesn't do anything um he looks so old you know he's got a a, a full gray beard and uh he, he's laughing all the way to the bank and uh, i think that uh this is uh, uh such a joke about this team the fans get all excited and they packed the uh, stadium and oh we gotta win this game we gotta win the last game they lost both the games so i just want to say uh that uh I'm believe it or not, I'm a uh, Jets fan and not really a Dolphin fan. But the Jets are a joke, and that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, gentlemen.
1: All right, John. Thanks for the phone call. Look, I, yes, Aaron Rodgers. He might be laughing or smiling or smirking all the way to the bank, Gordon. But even at his age, he wants to play. I mean, he's he's standing there on the sidelines because he's made such an impact on this roster from a mental standpoint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As that teammate, that guy. Now, he's not doing anything for the quarterback play, I can tell you that, because he's standing there and he's he's not helping them during the week at all because I don't think he's here. Uh, so, you know, he's just there showing showing his support at the games and whatnot. But, you know, what can he do? You know, he can't play. He wants to play. And, and right now, I think if I'm him, I'm even saying, you know what? It's really not worth me proving that I'm
0: back. Let me just let, let me just, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, this game, I, I, to me, it was even before this game, but certainly now after this game, I'm good. If Aaron Rodgers comes back this year, he's doing that for Aaron Rodgers. He's not doing that for the New York Jets. No, nope. the Jets get no value out of Aaron Rodgers at 40 years old, trotting out there behind this offensive line with this this group of weapons. And and after a significant injury, they get no, no benefit out of that. Get nope. get healthy. Get if you're going to be back here next year, great. If not, tell us whatever you know because we're going to have to move on and find somebody else because this ain't working. But they gain nothing. That the, tomorrow when they go into the office, the first thing that they Joe Douglas should handle is tell Aaron Rodgers not coming back this year. Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: Or tell Woody to tell Aaron Rodgers. Right. Not coming Some back this somebody
0: year. get on the phone with Aaron Rodgers.
1: Matthew's in Manhattan. What's up, Matthew? Uh,
0: hey, uh, good
3: evening, uh, guys. Uh, great show, as always. Um, Big Jets. Let's not to forget, too, they got the season ticket holders. We all had to pay for our season ticket to hold the uh, money up front. So, uh, you know, they, they got us good. Um, in regards to um, how is this going to play out if Rogers say, you know, he comes along and says, well, they get rid of the head coach. They get rid of Douglas. Where's this gonna? How's this gonna end up for his buddy Hackett? Where? where what's? And, and also too, if, if who's to say that if he wants to come back and play a game that? Um, you know, um, could give the Jets that much-needed splash and attention? Just a, a joke. Um,
1: your thoughts, guys. All right, Matthew. Thanks for the phone call. I don't see any scenario. Even if you said to me, Gordon, we want to see what he looks like at the end of the season. You know what I mean? One <laughs> nope. game. There's nothing. There's no benefit to that. We'll wait and see what he looks like in OTAs. We'll wait and see what he looks like in training camp. That's when we'll wait. If anything, it's 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 stop rushing. Okay, you've proven a lot. You've proven by the fact that you're walking, Gordon. You're proven by the fact that you're jogging a little bit. All right, that's proof that you. Okay, you've done a nice job. This whatever this uh, type of surgery, the the new non evasive or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call the type mm-hmm. of surgery that has worked on the Achilles, you're ahead of schedule. We got it. We understand it. That's great. I'll see you in what May, <laughs> whenever yeah training, whenever camp the OTAs, OTAs are, whatever. See that you is. in May,
0: right? I don't need to see you before then. No, I don't. What 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 are we gaining? What what are we now, If they had still had a playoff shot, I still think it would have been yeah professional uh, suicide to 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 trot uh, the old the oldest player in the NFL out there mm-hmm. behind this offensive line. He got her behind the offensive line. Playing on this turf already once. Yep. We, we got to go. Are we going to go for two for two here? What, yeah. what are we trying to do? So you can lose them next year. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, if there was ever an organization that would have that happen to them, this and, would be the one.
1: And Gordon, it is an interesting conversation. If if there has to be a bunch of wholesale changes made, uh, how, how can you bring Hackett back? How can I, mean, I think, How can you bring it? How can you bring him back?
0: I don't know because if, if, if you, Douglas you, goes you, and I, Salah I, goes, yep.
1: Heckert can't stay, and you can't make him the head coach. We've seen how that works in Denver.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, as we were talking with Rich Samini during the week, maybe Ulbrich will be promoted to head coach. You keep the defense uh, essentially intact. I think out of all the people that are there, it would feel like the offensive coordinator is the safest guy because he's tied to Rodgers and they've, they've signed this deal. They made this deal, this Faustian bargain of, uh, uh, to, to, to have the quarterback and put this on the, the, the final piece, as they thought. Yeah. And it has, uh, it has gone sideways. But, but, I mean, listen,
1: the folks he's brought with him have not produced. Oh, my God.
0: I mean, so, Joe I Douglas mean, will feel a lot better about his picks when you have to look at the ones that uh, Rodgers has made. Rodgers is terrible. It's like he's working again. You know. It's like he's a he's like a mole for for somebody else in the AFC East. I mean, this not worked. They didn't. They didn't even None play Lazard today. None of them have worked. None. No. None, None. including Rodgers, because he got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so he hasn't worked either. But Lazard was expected to be like Randall yes. Cobb was just coming here because Rodgers wanted his buddy yeah. here. Lazard was supposed to be a contributor.
1: Yeah, he's supposed to be your number two. Oh, my God. Supposed to be number two. And he can't hold on to the ball whatsoever oh, at it all. Does, it
0: seems like nobody can. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, because, Gordon, uh, the situation with Garrett, he's got double, maybe triple coverage on him. So there's always an arm. In some mm-hmm. cases, he's dropped it. But, I mean, look at the place today in the end zone. There's two people around him, both of them with arms. Uh, Lazard doesn't get any separation. That's his issue. And some of the and most of a lot of the tight ends don't get separation. And the kid, the young tight end, you want to play him, you want to give him a shot. But his pass blocking needs a lot of work. You know, you put him on that side to help out the lineman they, and they're end up going right past him, they're knocking him down and go bowling him over. So whatever that whatever they have tried, it has not worked. And it's going to cost people jobs. Because this is a production business and they're not producing, and guess what? It's easily said because they can't score another season where you're not in the postseason, another one.
0: Yeah, but but with the way this one is going now – I don't even think the Jets can look at themselves honestly and say, we're just gonna run this back next no, year. No, you can't. Some, something's gotta something major has got to change. The whole offense. And, and if they don't make the whole major changes. If, if Woody, if Woody Johnson does not make major changes after this year, especially to the offensive side of the ball, he's a far more patient man than I. Am.
1: More of your calls next on 987 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
4: Uh, first Michael. of all, love to have you. Thanks for having me on. No problem, Larry. Um, Gordon, first of all, congratulations. Thank uh, I you know please. that you're a Dolphin fan. Yes. So good you. one to take it. Um, been a fan for you guys for a long time. But Gordon made a call on earlier where he asked, are we disappointed? Are we angry? Are we enraged? We're all of those things. And to be honest, I, my voice is what it is. because I sit in the north end zone as I have for years, my son and I, and we scream our heads off. And we are always questioning what we get when we start the season. Are we buying into the hype? Nope. None of the section ever buys into the hype. We get hope and we're excited. But from the beginning of the season, when we're sitting here talking about Zach trying to be a red shirt and understanding that even in college sports, if you're going to be a red shirt, you're never, ever expected to play. So if we're going to take a 40 or a quarterback, which all of us are excited to have, How in God's name are you going to actually bring somebody else on board without actually having a viable backup? None of that makes any sense. You can't say one thing and do something else, and that's what this organization has consistently been doing. And now we're sitting here going, okay, what do we have next year? Are we going to trot him out in three weeks? No. You know why? Because if we do, and he does get hurt, like Gordon just said, or Larry, you might have actually said that, I apologize. But if he does get hurt, guess who leaves? All of the free agents that are not going to re-up. Now, whether or not they want it, they're going to be the straight-up, complete rebuild. And it's completely unnecessary. And meanwhile, we're sitting here going, there's no reason for it. We're wasting what could be a great defense. Everybody starts calling out the defense. Why? Of course they're exhausted. This is week 11. This is the 14th incarnation of an O-line combination that makes no sense. Last year, by December 1st, there were headlines on Google about Rams. Rams have 12 combinations. We're in the 14th within in-game throughout the course of the season. And we're sitting here wondering what's wrong. Yeah, Zach's got talent. Zach doesn't have the head. Ten-cent head, million-dollar arm. You know, and we're we're really, really wondering it. And this caller three or four minutes or three or four callers ago, you know who could call plays better? Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett could call better better plays. Like, without a doubt. That's unbelievable. This guy, I mean, are you kidding me? Maybe we need to go get a Mike McDaniel who literally is like, I'm the best guy ever to play Madden. Like, that's what's awesome. Holy cow. Every play looks like a gadget, for God's sake. We're sitting there going, it's a flip going left, flip going right. None of it's happening. None of it's straight up the middle. Everything's a a toss. Everything's motion. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. But here, oh, wait, Breeze, power eye. Off tackle, guess what? There's no what there's nine guys tackling him. This is not none of this is, is absolutely none of it surprising. And you know what, guys? I know you guys are really I apologize for taking so much time, but I know you guys are talking about and have been forever really, really wonderful in the city, and we talk about what has happened within organizations. This feels like the Yankees. It really does. And this is what I mean. I'm, just to be clear. Not winning, not tradition, not any of that. It feels like the measure doesn't make the decision. I yeah. think Sala is going to get screwed here. Because I'm sorry, it's the worst kept secret in town that Woody Johnson's in bed with JetBlue. I'm sorry. Like, it makes no sense that decisions have been made the way that they are. This is yeah. not like tinfoil hat stuff. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like, Sala has a voice. He has a presence. People I hear love what you're him saying, Chris. It. We got it wrong. Thanks for the head phone head call. Stuff.
1: I hear you. But, uh, you know, Gordon, we've all said it. If they should have gotten a backup quarterback yeah. better. We've all said it. They knew the offensive line needed fixing. They didn't do enough to do that. And haven't for the past couple of seasons.
0: No, nope. And the now they I-
1: find themselves in the position where, you know, they're right back where they were again, still needing help on the offensive line, still trying to find a way to upgrade that offensive line. And you draft them, Gordon, and sometimes it takes time. To build your offensive line. They, they, you, every every offensive lineman doesn't come out of college ready to play in the National
0: Football League. You, they, they, they have to be skilled, schooled. They have to be coached. It takes time. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the the Jets have lots of problems right now in the offensive line. I I've come back to the station in 2017. That was when I returned here and I remember hosting shows talking about the Jets offensive line then, and 2018 and 2019 and tw- every year. Uh, every year we spend and and the offensive line is supposed to be one of those areas that you don't spend that much time talking about supposed to be about the coach and the quarterback and the receiver. It's not supposed to be about the offensive line. But we, we spend hours and hours and show after show talking about the Jets' offensive line because much like the Jets, when you think, I can't get any worse than this, it somehow gets worse than this. To me, at this point, it's now about what are you going to do to fix it? Yeah. What are you going to do to fix it? And it doesn't seem like there's an easy fix because Aaron Rodgers wants to come back and the Jets want him to come back. So now what are you going to do With him as the quarterback next year, and this was always one of the downsides, like you have a very short window to win big because if you Mm -hmm. don't win big, he's going to walk away and then you're going to be back at ground zero and it kind of feels like you're back at ground zero now.
1: That's why, to be honest, they need to continue what they're doing and try to get a quarterback in this draft. And I know they need offensive line help. I get it. I do. I do. I understand it. But Gordon... After the next year, they could be in the same would spot you, they would are
0: you, now. Would, Larry, would you trust these guys to pick the next quarterback? They put they put you in this position. To, the whole Rodgers shouldn't be here because yeah, you took the second pick in the draft. He was supposed to be the answer.
1: Yep. You're right. So, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Subi's in Midtown. What's up, Subi?
0: Hey,
5: guys. <clears throat> the key point I wanted to make was regarding the Hail Mary pick six If they kept this game competitive to the fourth quarter and they covered the spread, even a seven-point loss, I think Jets fans, for the most part, would have had their head held up high. Mm -hmm. So I don't think Rob Sala can be blamed to go for that Hail Mary to begin with because of the competitive juices. Mm -hmm. But there is a proper way to do that play. And Dan Boyle does not have the arm. They said that he did have the arm. He does not have the arm to do that. And when I see next year, the competitive juices is coming back, and I think that's going to be possible with Aaron Rodgers. I do want to see a college quarterback from Washington behind Aaron Rodgers because I think that you can c- certainly build behind a proper quarterback in the future. And I think that's the quarterback to get. That's all I got to say.
1: All
0: right, Subi. Uh, you know it's. I don't blame, I don't blame Sala. I don't blame the Jets for trying that Hail Mary. No. Uh, that, that's just something bad. That's just a bad play that, ha- of course, it happens to the Jets that it's a, <laughs> it's, touchdown. it's, it's a touchdown the other way, uh, but look, I don't blame them for going for it. Uh, I- I'll tell you right now, guys, if you're going to get your hopes up on the Jets drafting a quarterback in the first round this year, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, get that out of your head. Yeah. They're not doing that. They're going to the line. Unless unless Rodgers has seen it off and he's like, you know what? I'm leaving, which I don't think is going to happen. But uh, if he's coming back, they ain't taking a quarterback. I think that's one of the reasons why you see what you have at quarterback now. Mm -hmm. Certainly Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle would not be here, Larry, if Aaron Rodgers were not here. No, absolutely not. And and turning the page on Zach Wilson would have been easier if Aaron Rodgers wasn't here as well. They probably would have stayed with Mike White. Maybe they, pro- they probably would have signed him. he would have been the backup. Yep, they would have
1: resigned him. That's what they probably would have done. But you know, we can't. You know, after what happened last year, we can't be in that situation. You know, where you know we can't have both of them in the same locker room at the same time. Now, you know, because it's just, I don't know. It's just rough. It's rough. Gabriel's in Brooklyn. What's up, Gabe? What's up, Larry? How you guys doing? Um, listen, let
6: me t- let me say something to you. A couple of things to you. First of all, Aaron Rodgers. The reason all them dudes are there because of Aaron Rodgers. He's holding the Jets hostage. And another thing I'ma say to you, I don't even believe Aaron Rodgers is gonna play a full season next year. Because you know why? The way Aaron Rodgers got hurt, he's about to get hurt again. We people think Aaron Rodgers is like this and this. He's not Tom Brady. You know, like he he didn't take care of his body like how Tom took care of his body to play football until he's like 40 years old. This guy's not gonna play football that. He's not gonna last another season. And I, I'll put money on it that Aaron Rodgers
4: is not going to be able to play a whole full season next year.
1: Well, I'll say this, Gabriel. Thanks wanted, for the phone he, call. If, if you're right, just better get a good backup. Get <laughs> a good backup. Can't have the same thing. You can't have history repeat itself
0: back to back years, Gabriel. Just when I think I'm out. at the, I'm at rock bottom in terms of depression in the Jets, he comes. You know what? He's going to get hurt next year too. Again. Oh my yeah. God! It's... Not, not going
1: to play a full season, Gordon. You know why? You know why he feels that way? Because he doesn't believe they're going to fix the offensive line but so much.
0: Well, he's, he probably feels that way because he's watching the Jets' life. Yeah, that's for and sure. Whatever, and whatever can go wrong goes wrong. All the time. All the time.
1: More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
1: Miami started out with the first seventeen points of that third quarter, and they haven't looked back.
0: No, nope. but and Jimmy you know Bubba Miami just did a freaky circus know, shot three? and yeah. got fouled.
1: But you know Miami, they're they really the same team, mirror images of each other. Miami's going to go on a long drought, and then the Knicks will back up, catch up, and then we'll go back and forth. Well, I hope so. That's how it always it's always been that way with them. It's always, that's how it goes. That's how it goes one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six back to the phones we go. Lonnie's in Harlem. What's up, Lonnie? Hey.
6: Good afternoon, OG Larry, Uncle G. Uh Chantel and uh, Julian, how are we? Shout out to the company, shout out Downtown T V. Now OG, uh Uncle G I just really wanted to call in and first of all, happy Thanksgiving to both of you as well as Chantel and Julian. Hope that you guys uh you know got to stuff your faces and stuff like that. I heard uh, – oh, also, OG Larry, it's good to see that the hamster wheel is working correctly
1: in your back. Well, we got a new door. wheel. Lonnie, we got a new wheel. Yeah. So I know. Good. I heard, I heard. With a warranty heard, this time. Warranty, too. Oh, oh, good, good. Warranty, yeah. too.
6: That's great. Um, but, yeah, just wanted to call it because I honestly wanted to know, you know, at what point was uh, Uncle G over there laughing his hardest today at this game because, my goodness, they say, let Tim Boyle you, boy, you. I don't even think the man could simmer up the offense as bad as he plays. I mean, you know, it's just embarrassing, you know, me as a New Yorker, me being a Giant fan, I can't really speak but so much. My team has you know, been terrible this year too, as Gordon likes to say, we're smug fans. I don't believe that to be true, but you know, Gordon likes to bring people together by saying what he says, but you know, it's just the games like today, I just found to be, you know, and then it being the first Black Friday game, and I understand it was because you know Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be playing, obviously, so the you know the NFL uh, picked the correct game to play. But it's just like ah, Gordon, like seriously, that interception traveled 129 yards. Did you fall off your couch?
0: Last night, that, like, that play had my wife up jumping over. up and down. It was so exciting. That was a sensational play. In terms of laughing at the Jets, I do find myself laughing at the team a lot this season. I think the the missed extra point. After the pick six, right? You get the pick six, it turns the whole game around, and the Jets cannot even execute the extra point correctly. Uh, that was probably the, the, I, the high point of the giggles. What I also and
6: what I also want to get at and say is that, you know, unfortunately the Jets are dealing with, they have been dealing with bad quarterback play for like, I don't know, almost as long as I can, you know, remember. You know, besides just Patrick, him having the Fitz tragic year and then, obviously Brett coming here and having a decent year until he got injured and stuff like that. But it's just like I sit here and I sit him and watch the games and I'm just like, wow, like I understand why they want to play Aaron, but then why they don't want to play Aaron because it's like you want to give the fans that juice. Like, okay, at least you're going to come back to this type of quarterback play. But it's just like if he's not fully, uh, you know, healthy, which I'm pretty sure he's not going to be, but he might be 85, whatever. But I just feel like – Jets fans are salivating so much for good quarterback play out here. And honestly, as a Giant fan, I can kind of say the same thing. Oh, I oh. think Daniel Jones is oh, a man. decent quarterback. But, you know, I just feel like in New York, period, we're just salivating for good quarterback play. And we haven't gotten it in God knows how long. And it's games like today and, you know, unfortunately organizations like the Jets drafting Zach Wilson. Ugh, I mean... I don't know what to say no more sometimes when it comes to the Jets. But, like, I just wanted to really find out, like, at what point was you laughing your hardest, Gordon? Because this game was a joke. You guys have a great night. The Jets, uh,
0: they they are a rough watch. Uh, And as a Dolphin fan, uh, my team has been a rough watch. You know, like there are a lot of similarities. Not right at this moment of time, but there have been plenty of times where the Dolphins have been that organization where it's not just that they lose, that they're embarrassing. They embarrass the fan base. And that's where the Jets are right now. They're embarrassing the fan base. That was an embarrassing performance. That was not a professional product put out on the field. And I get it. Aaron Rodgers goes down four plays into the season. It's hard to imagine a scenario where the Jets could get less out of what they have. Yeah. And I don't blame Robert Sala mostly because I think that he does answer for the decisions of others. But what exactly is he solving? He's not exactly blameless either. So No, he's not. If this season goes the way it's pointed right now and there's no turnaround, there's no wins here the rest of the year, I, I, to me, it's, it's a clear house situation and if Aaron Rodgers don't like that, too bad.
1: See, it's it's Salas in the in in a weird spot, Gordon. Because as we said earlier, the defense has been solid. And that's mm-hmm. what he's in charge of. They've farmed, they've given the offense out. He's, he doesn't he's not, you know, not involved in the offense. Now, is he a head coach who it doesn't seem like he's a guy that says, "Listen, uh enough of this, run the ball." You know what I mean? He doesn't seem no. like he's a guy that says, "Okay, run the ball." This is what we're doing. He kind of leaves it up to his coordinators, mm-hmm. and and one so that's not on his side. That's the thing that's not on his side. Uh, the the penalties are still there, Gordon. The Penalties are still, they had still there. Had one
0: right on the right away today. Another fifteen yard penalty, stupid you know? penalties here and there, bailing out the the other team. It happens you know? so every single week. They should sponsor that by now. You know, they sponsor everything else. <laughs> The Jets dumb penalty of the week is brought to you by I don't know who, but by somebody. Yeah, you know, so that that
1: hurts him. Uh and, and then some of it, they don't have smart players. And that goes back, Gordon, to to the GM and, and who's picking the players. I mean, you're an offensive lineman. Look you gotta know the snap count. You just left the huddle.
0: It's uh, amazing. I mean,
1: you just left the huddle going, how how could you how is there a false start on the offense? How?
0: You left the huddle. You know what the what it it's, is. He told you. It's every week that some dumb pen, the Jets commit a dumb penalty every single week. So at least one. And the other downside for Sala
1: Gordon is he's had good starts and bad finishes. Now this is two years in a row,
0: and that's yeah. not good. No, it's not if good. This, if this ends like last year did, oh forget, it. he's done. He's well, he, he might won't be told. Be the best thing he has going for him, if, if he if he's going to return, is that Aaron Rodgers really likes him and doesn't want any change. That's, I would think, the best thing. Because he, he, he can't stand on his own. He can't stand on his record. No,
1: He can't. He can't.
0: And the only thing he can say is, well, wait a second. Look what I was dealing with. Right? Yeah. Like, structurally, I was not given a quarterback who can play in this league. And the offensive line was atrocious. Neither of those. I, I'm not about acquiring the talent in those two positions. Mm-hmm. And here's what's
1: interesting. The people who are going to make that decision understands what he could and could not do. They know what, he, what leeway he had. They know. They know. Okay, he he was able to do this, but he couldn't do that. He was able to do that, but he couldn't do this. They understand where his limitations were, so it's it's feel bad for him, but it's a fascinating situation to see how it goes. Because I mean, I mean, go you look at the schedule. I don't
0: see another win. You're well, telling me they're going to be I mean, Atlanta. Look, if you if you not can't score, score right, if you can't score a touchdown, right, you're not, you're not going to find any wins. And now look, they have some games that I, I don't think it's not like it's. It's the toughest stretch of games that I've ever seen. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are playing with a, a third-string quarterback. Essentially, the Commanders are firing coaches left and right. Uh, the Falcons aren't anything special. The Patriots are atrocious. So th- they, there are they should be winnable games there. But if you, you score. don't score any touchdowns, not nothing's winnable. winnable. Yeah, they're not winnable because you, you can bring score. out Don Bosco and they're going <laughs> to don't score touchdowns. You, what, what are we talking about? You're right. Jose in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose?
7: Hey, good evening, Larry. GD, shout out to the company, and congratulations, GD. Uh, yes, on thank way. you. I love it. Okay, yeah, I know you do. I <laughs> oh, love it, Jose. So here's the thing, and because I, I, my blame with Joe Douglas is, is simply on the offensive line. At the end of the day, he did have you know more than four years to try to fix the offensive line mess, and it was a promise to you know even Sam Darnold, and that you know never came to fruition. So when people bang on him for the offensive line, I feel that that's a fair criticism. But to me, when it comes to what happened at the quarterback position, uh, there is always going to be this inclination that to me the owner definitely was involved and. The GM's job is dependent on wins and losses, too, just like the head coach, even though the GM is given a little bit more leeway because he has to... Have the foresight of the future, but you're not not a lot of GMs in the NFL outlast three NFL head coaches, and that's kind of what you know being hinted at here. And I just don't see it happening. I I, I literally just see I, I find the relationship that Woody Johnson has with Zach Wilson improper at this point. It clearly looks like some type of form of nepotism and the clear oversight of you know the owner telling the. GM And the coach, what to do. And that kind of life, a lot of, you know. Fans who have been are very hardcore about this, and you know, really read up and see the reactions, and see the uh, and see what's going on with the jet locker room and everything. It, it, it just seems like this is a a situation where the owner has given a mandate, everybody else has to follow, and now the disgruntled employees, who are the players, have now seat down, and it's kind of now being leading to a bad football product. And this is what happens when and bad ownership leads to a bad team, and we're going to have to keep going through this unless if Woody Johnson actually looks himself in the mirror and says, you know what? Even though the quarterback position is the most important position, I shouldn't have that much oversight into it as far as drafting Zach Wilson or as far as not admitting the mistake and then not letting my guys go after Derek Carr. Let me go after and say, Derek you know what, I'm going to That's go not, Aaron that, that I know, but you know what? Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrios and all those other weapons that we had last year made that offense click a lot more better. Better, and that's mm. irrefutable at this point. Uh, so I'm nice sorry, guys. So yeah. I want to thank thank you guys for making my point. I agree. say
1: thanks for the phone uh, call.
0: I mean, look, oh. if we're to believe that now the owner is the one who single-handedly drafted Zach Wilson, well, then if that if you know that to be true, then then stop rooting for the team because then you're screwed. Yeah. You're not changing the owner. the owner's not selling the team. nope. I don't think that that now did he have did did he have input? Absolutely. Right, he's the owner of the team. I'm sure he did, but at the end of the day it's on the G. and you know what? if the GM, if Joe Douglas knew that was the wrong pick and still made the pick and could not convince the owner otherwise, well then he's not the right guy for the job either. Yeah. That position, it's a bit of a political position. You it have is. to be able to sell your opinions to the people that matter, so that you make the right calls. Um, but that's a, that, that story is, is long gone at this point. It
1: is. Definitely is. Danny's in the car. What's up, Danny?
8: Hey, what's going on, Larry? Hey, what's happening? Talk to me. Yeah, um, two points, two examples from the game today. One about Salah, one about Hacking. Uh-huh. You know, on, on that first penalty where the headbutt occurred, He's gotta pull Jefferson out of the out of the game. That never happens. When these bonehead penalties happen, he never takes the guy out. He should pull him out, grab him by the face mask, and chew his ass out. That's what you have to do. But he's he's buddy buddy with these players and they talk about the love, the love. If you love your teammates, you don't do selfish things that hurt the team. So that's that's the problem with, with the penalties. He really doesn't hold the team accountable. That's that's one of his issues that with Hackett, you know, it, it is about offensive coordinating. And, you know, it's not that hard to call a game. You know, you might not know what's going to work, but if you, when you run a play and something works, then that tells you something, and you have to be able to be smart enough to recognize it. So I think it was the second quarter, Jets were, uh, run a pitch to the left. They had Nick Bowden in playing fullback. And Brees Hall takes it around again and they get, like, a first down. Nice run. Well, and then – The fullback goes off the field and they come back and they run some other pass play. No, what you do is you come back and you can run the same play or you can run it, run it to the opposite side or you could fake the pitch and do something off of that. Once you've established something, it's something that works. That's, that's a clue for you as to what, what you can do. And you have to build off those things. And this guy has no feel for the game. And, you know, I have to say that.
1: I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. I think the only thing I would say to that is, Gordon, I think you call plays depending on the certain looks that you get. So if he's not getting the same look that he got on that play, then he's not calling that same play. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. If, if if he's – there's something he saw on there. There's a defense or, or a scheme or personnel that he saw. So you know what? Oh, this should work against that. But to be honest with you um, – he doesn't have confidence that anything he calls is going to work, Gordon. You can see it. No. He has no confidence that anything he calls is going to work. They can't run the ball. No. And and, and that should be – listen, I would understand, and I get passing issues because of, you know, you haven't played together and they're doing certain games and they do all that stuff. I get that on passing. Pass defense I get. Gordon, you're pushing forward. You should be able to run block. I mean, I'm just saying, you, you should be able to run block. You, it's different. You're pushing forward. You're not pushing backwards where you've got all this weight going against you, and you're moving backwards anyway. You're pushing forward on the run game. I don't understand why they can't run better than they do.
0: They don't really. They never stick with it. No, n- they no. never stick with it. And this, this is another game. Like it was what it was seventeen six at the half, which is okay. You start. It's starting to get away from you. And I get, but the, it's not like the passing game is working. Right. You would figure, all right, we're going to have to rely. And under normal circumstances, the normal quarterback, okay, 17-6, we're going to have to pass more in the second half. The Jets Mm -hmm. don't have that option. And just in terms of the penalties, which he brought up before, uh, I know that the K show was talking to him about the way he handles it. I handle it behind the scenes. I don't know how he handles it, but it ain't working. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing, whatever your approach is to making sure that it, it gets snuffed out, it's not working. So you may not want to do it publicly. But you're going to have to start doing it publicly because doing it behind the scenes has not snuffed it out. It's continuing to happen on a week in and week out basis.
1: That defense looks um, as about about as fed up. They're toast, right? I mean, they're toast. You can be. They are. They
0: they go out there understanding Gordon that they've got. They've got to do everything. Yeah. Well, Larry, think about it, right? You're on the defense, right? You're playing in a game. You fall behind early again. You're down 10 nothing. One of the members of the defense picks off a pass, runs it in for a touchdown. All right, the defense has got us back in the game. Mm-hmm. The kicker goes out and misses the extra point. Okay, it's 10-6 instead of 10-7. We'll roll with the punches. Go back out there. The other team starts another draft. We pick off another pass. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We picked off another pass. We're going to go. We got a shot at a touchdown here before the end of the half. We got a chance at a Hail Mary. And mm-hmm. the offense gives up seven points. God. Could you imagine what the guys on the defense must be looking around and saying? Well, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The offense is giving up more points than we are. That's right. Every week. <laughs> Every it's week.
1: It's amazing. More of your calls next on 987 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
8: You can't
1: continue to play as badly as they've played. Okay? You can't. But on the other side, if if the way your record falls, the way it is right now, and the way you're playing, you're, you're not making the postseason. That's clear. I mean... Middle of the pack is no good
0: for you. It doesn't help you at you're all. You're talking about the Jets.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about the Jets.
0: Oh, yeah. I you, you said the Knicks. That's why I Oh, was... I'm sorry. You're, you're um, watching them and you're thinking. I'm watching here. the Knicks, yeah. Right, I know.
1: Yeah. And so I'm not sure where the Jets... What? What's their... What's the best thing for them to do at this point? Because, look... And once again, we understand even though they play badly, they're not losing intentionally. They're going to... They're not tanking. No. They're just not good offensively. And so... I, I, if you're that front office, I mean, I'm I'm not sure where you go. For me, I would just think, look, the season's over. We might as well do, we'll look at the young kids we have, and let's see let's see where it takes us. But I'm not.
0: I'm ready to go, and I might as well stick with Boyle. I mean, why would I change? I have nothing to prove. Well I, I mean, you do have Trevor Simeon on the roster. I thought that when they decided they weren't going to start Zach that they would go to Trevor Simeon, because at least he does have a, 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 a resume in the NFL. It's not great, but it's better than Zach Wilson. It's better than Tim Boyle. Um, I, I would think that y- you would at least give him a shot, because if you're on the je- like if you go another year where you lose out over the last seven, eight, nine games, who's going to be safe? You but, you would feel safe at Joe Douglas. You would feel safe as Robert Sala or, or or Nathaniel Hackett. I wouldn't.
1: But then, if you make all those changes, suppose the new GM doesn't want Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I think that they're if they if they decided make th- that many changes, they're going to pick somebody who's going to be okay with Aaron Rodgers. You know what you you make the deal it, it, when you make the deal with the devil, you don't get to complain about the heat.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good line. Thank you.
0: Damer I got a once in a while. Damer says. Right. It's
1: pretty good. Back to the phones we go. Mike is in Miami. What's up, Mike?
3: Um, happy Thanksgiving to you and Gordon. Um, let's keep things in perspective. First of all, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving with your families, and that's what really matters. Let's give thanks for the many blessings that we all have. Unfortunately, the New York Jets is not one of them. <laughs> um, so... Let me begin, Larry. You know, I called you on the drive um, throughout the season, spoke to you last week as mm-hmm. well. This all stems because of one reason and one reason alone. Joe Douglas swung and missed big time with the number two pick in the draft, Zach Wilson. I know Zach didn't play today, but everything stems from Zach. Adam Rodgers wouldn't be on his team if Zach Wilson was able to perform. Tim Boyle wouldn't be on his team if Zach Wilson was able to perform. So when you fail so miserably and get one of the greatest busts, if not the greatest bust of all time, it should not be a surprise that we're in a situation where we're in. Secondly, you said what what should the Jets do? Well, listen, I'm all in with Aaron Rodgers, okay, and we have no other choice at this point,
8: but I was all in anyway.
3: But the Jets have to draft a quarterback. They any management has to look at the long term situation here. And if Andy Rodgers at forty years old goes down next year or something happens or he just walks away from the game after next season, what is your backup plan? Are you saying tear it down completely? Because we have the cupboard is bid or we have no nothing at quarterback? That doesn't make sense. You have since the season is gone and I don't see them in really, you know many games maybe one Maybe two at most. Um, you have to look at a quarterback, and I like that guy from LSU, um, um, Jalen. He's going to be there. Lastly, for Gordon, through the Miami Dolphins. I hear all this talk about the Jets are a joke, a national joke, this, that, and the other. Hey, the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game in 23 years. The Dolphins haven't been to the Super Bowl in 40 years. So, in all due respect, at least my Jets, sniff getting near the Super Bowl and back-to-back seasons. The Jets are not as bad as an organization – I get it. We're in New York, the media capital of the world. But they're not as bad as some other franchises, including the Miami Dolphins. You guys have a great evening. Thank you so much for your time.
0: All right, well, Mike, Mike. Thanks for the uh, phone call. I, I said before that the Dolphins and the Jets, not right now, but there's a lot of similarities between the two organizations. That mm-hmm. It was not that long ago the Dolphins were, uh, many times, national embarrassment. So I understand what the Jet fan is going through, but... Uh, you can say, you know, Dolph- and they haven't won a, game, a playoff game, and it's not like they've had that many contenders because they haven't yeah. made the playoffs that many times in the last 23 years. But in terms of embarrassments right now, in terms of punchlines, in terms of laughing stocks, the Jets are, are pretty high up there, and they're certainly much higher up there than the Dolphins are right now. No question about it. And if you're talking about next year, Mike,
1: um, yeah, you may have to draft. I get about drafting the quarterback, but
0: you got to get a backup. You have to get a veteran backup early. Well, see, this was the whole problem with going after Aaron Rodgers to begin with. And, yep. I, and I was somebody who was in favor of it because it seemed like the Jets were kind of a win-now team. Mm-hmm. They've kind of rebuilt this thing over the last couple of years. They have far more talent now than they did when, when Joe Douglas got here. So that's fair. But the, the talent is fundamentally flawed. The, the plan is fundamentally flawed because you have no offensive line. That right. The offensive line gets hurt every single year. Yep. And, and the quarterback, you knew you had a very short shelf life with the guy. Yeah. So you have to
1: get – so based on what your experience, yeah, you have to draft a quarterback, but he's not going to be ready to back up Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt next season. You still need a, you still need a vet. You're going to need a veteran. You have to have one. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN.